0: You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike.
1: You can turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 3 this morning. Luke chapter 3, and a message entitled, Paving the Way. Verse 3, it says, he went into all the region around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. So John, again, in his early 30s, starting to preach repentance in the Judean wilderness, it tells us, and that's probably, you know, traditionally they have a site that's actually up towards Galilee, in the Sea of Galilee, which it wouldn't be right because it tells us clearly that John's ministry was in the Judean wilderness, not, the, not in the Decapolis, which is where that would have been. It was in the Judean wilderness as he's out there probably around the area that the children of Israel crossed the Jordan near Jericho, just a little bit northeast of Jerusalem, and, and just out there in the wilderness preaching. And, and, and why would people want to come from all around and listen to John's preaching? That's kind of an interesting thing because he's not tweeting He's not, you know, it doesn't have a platform, if you will. You know, he's not out in Jerusalem and preaching in, in the cities. He doesn't have a Facebook channel or, or, or a YouTube channel or a Facebook page or even Instagram. He's not, like, getting a crowd there and say, check out me with the crowd, you know, as a selfie and posting it. It's nothing like that. He, he's just out there preaching and people are coming to him. Why? I, I would suggest to you it's because, remember, it says in John chapter or excuse me Luke chapter 1 that he was filled with the holy spirit. And and I don't know about you but when somebody is filled with the holy spirit and they speak to you, they speak into your life, it just seems to have this power to it, doesn't it? You know, these guys just going out, you know, to soak their feet in the Jordan or to or to clean something off or do their clothes or or fish or whatever they were doing out there and and here comes this crazy man with a wild look in his eye and, you know, camel hair clothes. Repent! (laughs) What in the world? And so they go back home to Bethany or to, to Jerusalem or wherever they're from, and they say, man, you should see this weirdo out in the desert. Man, he's talking about repent. You know what I'm thinking? I probably should. And then people start coming, more people start coming, and then more people start coming, and people are just, are flocking out there. It's as the Holy Spirit was drawing them to hear John's message. He didn't have a platform of any kind. He just was out in the wilderness preaching to whoever was walking by, and, and they went back to town and told everybody. His message was, in Matthew chapter three, verse two, it tells us, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What does repent mean? It means to turn. It means to do a 180. I was listening to a preacher one time and he says, we need to repent, we need to do a 360. I'm like, wait a minute, that was, the, that was the same direction, I just turned all the way around, I'm going the same way. No, repent is a 180. You gotta figure out your math, your angles on that whole thing. It's a 180, it's, it's, it's I, I don't want, I don't want to live the way I've been living. I don't want to live for the things I've been living for, or think the things I've been thinking, or do the things I've been doing. I want to turn around and I want to repent. Repentance is two-sided. It's repentance from sin, but also repentance toward God. He's calling people to turn. That's what he's saying, turn or burn, man. Literally, that's what his message is. Turn or burn. He, He says that, actually. Not like, it didn't rhyme, I'm sure, like mine. But he was serious about that. To turn away from your sin. To fix what's wrong inside. To say, I don't want to live like this anymore. I need to live right. I need to stop sleeping with my my neighbor's wife. And I need to stop stealing the people's stuff. And I need to stop, you know, using unjust weights. And I need to stop, you know, ripping people off. Or lying about everything. and All those things that, that they were doing in their lives. He's saying, repent. It, it's interesting because, and I didn't notice this. I, I looked back on my notes in Mark and... and In Mark and Luke both, it tells us that this was a baptism of repentance for, this is really strange, this hit me this time, the remission of sin. In fact, I I literally looked up every Greek word in this to, to find out if this is really saying that. That this was a baptism for the remission of sin. And then it got me thinking, actually, as I thought about it, and it's really comes from what Zacharias' prophecy over his son was, and that was in, again, Luke chapter 1, verse 76 through 78, and you, child, will be called a prophet of the highest, for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercies of our God, which with which the dayspring from on high will visit us. And so it wasn't that the baptism, and we know this, that the baptism does not take away sin. There's nothing inerrant about the inherent, excuse me, about the, the baptism that actually removes sin from your body. But it's actually something as they repented and they, they submitted themselves to baptism, which was a very strange thing for a Jew to do. It would be acknowledging I'm a sinner and I need to be cleansed from this sin. And that's what his baptism represented was a cleansing from sin to open my heart to receive the salvation which John's second part of his ministry was, not just to call people to repentance, but to say, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. To point to Jesus, who would be the one who would bear our sin and the one who would take away our sin. And so when John was baptizing these people, representatives from the Pharisees would come to him and they would say, are you the Christ? Are you Elijah? Are you... you The prophet, the great one that Moses talked about, that would come like him, that's better than him. And they would rebuke him, saying in in John chapter 1, verse 25, they asked him, saying, Why then? He says no to all those things, why then do you baptize if you're not the Christ nor Elijah nor the prophet? And, And so these they understood, you know, that John was calling them sinners, even though they were of Israel. They believed that because Abraham was their father, that they were the elect, that they were born in in Israel, especially if they lived in the land. Edersheim tells us that if you were born in the land of Israel, that you were guaranteed, in the Jews' mind, to be saved. Being buried in the land of Israel is like being buried under the altar, he said. And so in their mind, they believed that their association with Abraham, being Abraham's sons, and being born in the land even more so, guaranteed their salvation and he's calling them to repent he's calling them to turn from their sin and then just like a gentile would do if he was going to become a jew he would baptize them which to them was kind of offensive you're saying we're sinners you're saying we're we're not righteous before god and of course then the next day after baptizing people, he would see Jesus coming toward him. First John, verse 29, or John chapter 1, verse 29, he would say, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Pointing to Jesus, saying, He's the one who is going to remove your sin. Yes, you are sinners. Every single person who's ever born into this earth it doesn't matter if you were born into Israel or born into uh, the, being the son of Abraham. It doesn't matter if you were born in a Christian family. I mentioned this on, on Wednesday night on Question and Answer, but I, I, it just brought back this flashback from this, this song. I think it was One Bad Pig sang, good, but good band. But it, it, was, it started out with this preacher kind of ranting. He says, you may be born in the church. You may grow up in the church. They, your mother and father may feed you in the church. And when you die, they may remove the pulpit and bury you in the church. But if you don't know Jesus, you're going to die in the church and wake up in hell. And that's so true. It's not going to church or being born in the right family or, or being raised as something that makes you saved. It's knowing Jesus. And every single person, doesn't matter if you were raised and and given a, a Christian curriculum to learn for school, even if you haven't had a conversion experience, then you don't know Jesus. And that was certainly true for the Jews. They hadn't been converted. And we all have to be converted. There has to be a moment in our life where we recognize I am a foul wretch. I am a sinner. I know that my heart is evil and desperately wicked and I need a savior. Without repentance, there is no salvation. Without coming to the knowledge of my sin and accepting Jesus as my savior, if I don't think I need saved, then I don't need a savior, right? So we have to come to that place. That's what prepares our hearts. And John would say in verse 4, as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah, the prophet saying the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill be brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough ways smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. What is he describing? He's describing what would happen if a king was going to enter a region. As this planned trip would come, they would go out and they'd make a king's highway. They would take the valleys and fill them in with dirt. And they would take the mountains and knock them down and push them into the valleys, and they'd make a smooth path.
0: Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208 991